Now to the bottom five teams in the National Hockey League. Number 28, the Buffalo Sabres. Number 29, New Jersey. This is their first appearance in our bottom five all year. Number 30, Seattle. Kraken, again, the worst team in the worst division. Number 31, the Arizona Coyotes. It's getting even colder in the Valley of the Sun. Number 32, the Montreal Canadiens. One win in their last 10 games. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show. It is the RP Show. It is episode number 689, blaring out of your screen. Thanks for being with us. We have the Moose, Darren DuPont, with us. And uh, I'm going to break with the script, Moose, the uh, the vast, strict script that we have here right off the top. I As I was tweeting the links to watch the show on Game Plus and Listen Live and stuff and YouTube, this thing came up and said, what's a TV show that you've watched every episode of Respond Only with a GIF? And it just popped in my head that you've started watching Seinfeld. You said you're through three seasons into four on Netflix, and you sent me a screenshot yeah. the other day of a couple things. For, what, what was it? I didn't get what you were sending me from Seinfeld. So, okay, so I sent you the screenshot of Seinfeld. It was the episode. I'm in season two or three right now. I think three. They're, okay. They lost the car in the parking garage. Okay. Right. And they keep circling at the mall. They keep circling the parking garage, and every time they go past the pillar, you know what the number on it? And the number was 11. They kept going past the pillar 11. So I sent you two different screenshots of two different scenes, both with the number 11 okay. on the uh, big pillar in I'm the sorry. parking garage. That same thing happened to us yesterday at the mall here at Boca Town Center, Boca Raton, just circling and getting lost. But uh, yeah, now I get it. I didn't, I didn't get the inference. And someday I'll tell you my Jerry Seinfeld number five story. We don't have time today. Hello, everybody. How do you like us so far? Coming up on the program today, a very busy show. We've got Gene Principe, the star of Sportsnet Oilers Television, as the NHL is now on the All-Star break. We've got Mr. 2000, Les Lazaruk, who called his 2000th Western Hockey League game on radio last night. The Moose was with him. And we've got the president of the Edmonton Elks, Mr. Victor Quee, coming up on the program today. So it's a very busy show, and let's, uh, let's get going. Can you hit the show horn, please? <laughs> Thank you. There's breaking news today from our neck of the woods, my alma mater. That's why I want to lead with this. The University of Regina Rams announcing Thursday morning, Mark McConkie has been named the head coach of the Rams football program. He has served as the Rams interim head coach for almost two calendar years, guiding the team through the COVID season of 2020 and then the pandemic shortened 2021 campaign. So can we say it's been a very trying rookie season, as they say. McConkie is the former Sorry, the first former U of R player to be named head coach of the Rams. One of the most prolific receivers in program history. McConkie compiled 180 catches in his career, which was the most in Canada West history at that time. And here's something for you. He's a Calgary product. So bravo, Mark McConkie. Congratulations. We wanted to recognize that he's a friend of the show. Okay, so that's not even point one. That's the breaking news. Now to point one, NHL one-timers from Wednesday night. Here's what went on in New York. Jared McCann had a goal and an assist, and Philip Grubauer stopped 19 shots for the first shutout in Seattle Kraken franchise history. They beat the Islanders 3-0. Ebbs wins in his return. Hooray! In Washington, we watched it. Ryan Nugent Hopkins broke a tie with a shorty with 4.03 to go. And the Oilers beat Washington 5-3. The Nuge added an empty netter to wrap up the Oilers' fifth victory in six games. It looks like they've turned the corner. 
Washington played without Ovi, who entered the NHL's COVID-19 protocols. He's also going to miss the All-Star game. And uh, Neon Leon, Evander Kane, and Connor McDavid scored in the first 5.07 of the game to give the orders a 3-0 lead. Miko Koskinen stopped 24 shots for the uh, win. In Detroit, Philip Deneau scored twice, including the go-ahead goal on the third. L.A. beat Detroit 5-3. In Glendale, Chris Tanev scored the go-ahead goal and had three helpers. Blake Coleman scored twice, and Calgary beat Arizona 4-2 for their fifth win in six games. Elias Lindholm also scored, and Jacob Markstrom had 24 saves for Calgary. Uh, in Chicago, Cam Talbot made 30 saves for his first shutout of the season in the 25th of his career. Minnesota won. There, well, they got points in 10 straight. They beat Chicago 5 nothing. That's what happened in the NHL last night. Any thoughts on that, Moose, before we move on? No, just without Ovi, uh, a big win for the Oilers. So, um, yes, that one up. That was the biggest takeaway for me. Nice jerseys on Washington. That was the highlight of the night for them. And I'll also say the Calgary Flames, they just, as individually, they score in bunches. You know, we saw Matthew yeah. Kachuk uh, notch five assists in that game at home over the St. Louis Blues. Here last Tanev, a goal and three assists. I just feel like the Flames and Oilers are on a, a collision course in the playoffs. Whether it's round one, round two, I don't think anybody cares. It's lining up that way. Moving on to point two, the Canadian men's soccer team kept rolling as it recorded a 2-0 victory over El Salvador Wednesday night. It's the Canadian sixth straight World Cup qualifying win. It was a game of two very different halves as Atiba Hutchinson grabbed the opener after the ball ricocheted off several players while Jonathan David added a second with a beautiful chip shot in the 93rd minute. We move on. The World Cup isn't until November from what I see on uh, Twitter. Everybody's saying Canada's going to be in the World Cup. So awesome. It's going to be awesome. Then I was watching the orders in Capitals. And Wayne Gretzky, by the way, was on the panel. Do you in Canada, because my Canadian satellite feed is down, do you in Canada get the TNT broadcast of the National Hockey League Moose? And if so, Wayne Gretzky's commentary on the NHL on TNT? Good question, because... I haven't seen it. I've seen some of the panels, okay. but I think I've been watching on the NHL uh, Live or NHL Center Ice Packet. Okay. I just, I don't know if Canada, can our viewers tell us, are you getting Wayne and his analysis? Because it's so good. And if you're not getting it, you're being robbed. On to point three, the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks is apologizing for comments he made during a team town hall. When asked by reporters after the franchise's response to a player who said he was sexually assaulted by an assistant coach, Rocky Words fired back at the line of questioning, saying it was none of the reporter's business. The remarks marked the first time any of the franchise's top leaders had faced questions in public since the team published a report by an outside firm that found the organization badly mishandled Kyle Beach's allegations that he was assaulted by then-video coach Brad Aldrich during the team's run to the 2010 Stanley Cup. Have you seen the video of Rocky Wirtz taking the reporter to task, first of all, Darren? I have, yeah. Okay, okay, so you saw it. Um, obviously, I got a foot in both pools here. I see all the media just slamming Rocky Wirtz, saying, disgusting, tasteless. And maybe it was. But the media is just always going to jump to the media's side. That's the one thing that I've realized in this pandemic 
specifically, nobody has any empathy, or at least those that do, it's a very small fraction of people that do. Can you t- put yourself in Rocky Wirtz's shoes? There's an iguana climbing up the wall beside me. Sorry for being... And he just started going like this. Anyways. <laughs> Pull out it's your like phone. the Jim Matheson. AI. Oh, okay. It's like the Jim Matheson thing in Edmonton where all the media jumped to Jim Matheson. I was thinking about this this morning in the shower. There we go. Got a photo of it. It's like... Hey, the iguana or Jim right. Matheson? Jim Matheson. Um, it's nice to be able to shower, by the way, with a window open in the bathroom, but I digress to the outside. Anyways, um, <clears throat> it's not right that Jim Matheson said Leon Dreisaitl was being pissy. It's, it, was, it was childish and unprofessional of Jim Matheson to say that. But all the media came to his defense just because he's media. Can you guys not see that this was wrong and unprofessional? So whatever. In the case of Rocky Wirtz, <laughs> can, can you imagine what that franchise has been through? Rightfully so, although they say the details of what went on with Brad Aldrich never went all the way up to Rocky Wirtz. And you read the full, was it 68 pages? You read the whole thing. Wasn't it 68 pages? Like, yeah. I can kind of see where Rocky Wirtz was coming from because he thought this was behind them, and then it comes up again. He's like, why are we talking about this? I get it. Now, I don't know. What, what's your take on the fact that he's apologizing? Mean, I'm okay with him apologizing, but I don't think he needs to go yeah. too far down that road. No, I think apologizing is the right thing to do. Here's, whenever you're involved in something like this, and you know they've dealt with it, and... We know the Blackhawks are at fault here. We, we've already delivered that. We've been through this. You know, mm-hmm. all, you, all you want when you're in his position is to put this behind you. And it's frustrating when you think you've put it behind you and then it's not. But it kind of comes with the territory of having something like this happen to your organization that it's never really going to be behind you. You're always going to have to address it at some point. There's going to be a 30 for 30, a 60 minutes, a blah, blah, blah. It's going to pop up a year or two. So you got to find a way to just grit your teeth, bite your tongue, and stay composed and just deal with it and move on. That's tough. So I'd like to see a little more composure from him, I, but I get that he'd be upset. The media wants to ask and do their job. That's a tough situation. Boy, you say it so well, so succinctly. You know, it's funny because... You're winning these awards in the business world for what you're doing with DuPont Media, but you also love being on the air and doing the games and, you know, digging into the Mark McConkie story with the U of R. And here's my advice to you, son. Do both because you're doing both so great. Man, you do a great job. Why, why do you have to choose between being the business tycoon or the sports reporter uh, on air guy? You don't have to choose, do you? I, I guess we, you know don't really see that out in the world, right? Somebody that's doing both. But maybe I could be the first. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going great. By the way, the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, are you excited for the Olympics? And I don't know why that necessarily popped into my head here, but it did. And uh, I voted yes. I'm always excited for the Olympics. You know? And uh, let me see what they're saying on Twitter right now, because I put it up about 40 minutes ago. 66% of people saying no, they're on Twitter saying no, 
they're not excited for the Olympics. And in that case, you know what? I feel sorry for you. We, we can kick this around a little later on. I just wanted to pause the proceedings, Moose, to throw in what the poll question is. Just for you, a yes or no, and then we'll talk about why later. Yes, and it was just 11 11, okay. 11 your time. But hey, um, yeah, I'm excited. It's 12, it's 12 12 Eastern, actually. Or 12 but 12, I mean. Anywho. Um, right. Yeah, point you know what? Four. I, I am excited. Uh, point sure. four. I said we would come back and discuss it later. Listen, I was just buttering you up. Now I'm saying, wiki, wiki. <laughs> we got to, we're moving on. The Cleveland Browns are pushing back against claims made by former coach Hugh Jackson that he was paid by the team to lose games as completely fabricated. Hugh Jackson, now coaching at Grambling, made several posts on social media inferring he received bonus payments from the Browns during his time there. Jackson made the claims while offering support to former Miami coach Brian Flores, who filed a discrimination lawsuit against the NFL and three teams on allegations of racial discrimination and unethical practices. So we're watching SportsCenter last night, and uh, this comes up, and the person I'm watching it with says, what's that got to do with race? <laughs> this started with a lawsuit from Brian Flores alleging racism in the NFL, which nobody disagrees with at all. Even the white guys are saying we got a racial problem here in the NFL and discrimination. And it's turned around to this. <laughs> Yikes. And obviously you saw the owner of the Dolphins, Flores, is, because, because Flores accused Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, of doing the exact same thing. He came out with a statement today saying he will not have his integrity attacked. This is disparaging remarks from Flores. And I'm just like, how did this go from race to that, especially with the Cleveland Browns? And I just kind of wonder, I'm like, coaches, I think you should, like Hugh Jackson got fired, got his payout, see you later. Flores, same thing. Guys, not in the case of the racial discrimination, but with, with regards to the tanking, just take your money and leave. Like, I'd like to think Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, isn't so stupid to send an email to Brian Flores and say, by the way, every loss you get, 100 grand in your jeans, Brian. I would like to think he'd walk into his office and say it so that there's no proof. Uh, and to put a bow on that, who is the guy, Graziano, on ESPN? Dan. Yeah. He's one of the top insiders in the NFL, Darren. He said, this isn't going to go anywhere. It's the coach's word against the owner's word. There's nothing going to be found, no base to this. And I don't think there will be either. But what's, what's your take on the latest on that? Yeah, I don't think there will be either. Not on the tanking. Nobody's going to, unless it's in an email. Unless it's in an email or a recorded phone call. But I can't imagine. And you know what? If that's the case, he stuck around and accepted that deal. So he's part of it. Right. He could have left. I couldn't so that's agree tough. more. No, it's, just, it's not happening. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I haven't met Brian Flores, so I, I can't say it. Just, I think I mentioned it on the air here yesterday. From the football people around here that I've talked about and the media things that I've heard, he's a jerk and nobody liked working with him. Had nothing to do with race. The general manager of the Dolphins is black, right? So, yeah, this is turning into, he, he should have stopped on the racial discrimination thing, and I feel like he might have gotten somewhere. But then when he kept going on the tanking bonuses story, I think he lost a lot of people. Anyways, I see John Burns in Calgary is rolling with some super chats. He's paying us to read his comments. And if you pay us, we'll read your comments. That's what we do here. The only fans of sports talk 
John says Rocky Wirtz was referencing the Johnson and Block report. I'm curious if the media will be asking the head of the NHLPA and Gary Bettman as well. Um, you'd have to go a little further with that because as far as I know, they already, they already addressed this. That's why I see where Rocky Wirtz is coming from unless I'm missing something. And Gary Bettman has addressed this too. A lot of guys lost their jobs. Stan Bowman, Joel Quenville. Why, why are we still talking about it? Like I get it in that forum. No disrespect to Mr. Beach at all. But I can. I just felt like this has been addressed. How long is it going to come up? And John in Calgary also says, since you asked, Rod, some Sportsnet viewers needed to wait until the TNT broadcast was done before they could see the rest of the Flames-Arizona game. Okay, thank you. Well, at least you got to see Wayne. Moose, hang on. We'll be right back after this break. It's the warm-up on the way today. Gene Principe, Les Lazaruk, and Victor Kui. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio with Rod Peterson. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.